This podcast contains discussion of mental health and may mention alcohol and drug use as well as suicide. Check the show notes for more information and links to relevant support services. Let's have a chat, an open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. They might not solve all the world's problems from this hot tub, but a good chat with a good mate is not a bad place to start. Welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Uh, two mates having stripped back conversations for men's mental health. Good evening, Jeff. Good evening, Lee. How are you, sir? Yes, I'm uh, I'm all right. I've just come from the gym. It's been a bit of an up and down month, actually. It yeah. was like a while since we recorded. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. We had a, we had a couple in the can and I was a bit busy last week. So. Um, yeah, so it's been a bit up and down. Uh, work isn't going as smoothly as I would like it. I was saying someone. I was saying to someone today, this might derail the topic that we had. <laughs> That's what we do. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Um, it's. I was saying to someone today, there are a couple of there are a couple of major parts of my life that are not going well, but this ever elusive feeling of self confidence seems to have Wayne. found itself. Oh, you, you've, I've got, you've gone yeah. the other way to what I thought you were going to say there. Uh, well, it's hard to wane from incredibly low. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, somehow, while a couple of major things aren't working well, this kind of self-confidence and some of my social issues seem to be improving. Um, well, that's a good social anxiety is one of your bigger, yeah. bigger triggers, bigger, one of your bigger issues. So last night I went out to pub trivia, uh, with a new mate, uh, and normally I do this thing where with people that I'm forming new friendships with, I keep my distance for a while. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't in this case, uh, and it seems to have worked out all right. But then he invited three of his friends, which normally would be putting you on the outer, not good for me. Yeah. Uh, and in the past, I'd probably be more like, "Oh no, that's all right. You guys do it. Yeah, we'll you, catch you, up you, another yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do your thing with your friends. We'll catch up another time." Uh, but I went uh, and I enjoyed it, and I had good chats with these other guys. Uh, and I felt reasonably confident about going and socialising, uh, which is something that hasn't happened for a while. That's great. Good job, man. You're making leaps and bounds. Yeah, in that area. Grow, growing as a person. Um, and as my mate said when I, I talked to him about it today, having that self-confidence and having those things there uh, will help to improve. And I guess it will help sustain me through other things, fixing those other things. 
Yeah, and it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a building block that's going to cover more than just your social anxieties, is yeah. what I'm saying. So I'd love to know what I've done to change it. <laughs> you can't put your finger um, on it. I will, because of the kind of analytical person that I am, I'll get there. Yeah. Uh, and I will share with everyone listening and with you, Jeff, what I work out that your, I've done. Your little secret steps. Yeah. Um, I, I think a part of it is just uh, I've embraced myself more. Not a euphemism, because <laughs> uh, that's quite you're difficult be, to do to it. more. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, but the self-acceptance, I think, is something that I've worked on recently. Well, your self-awareness has been a big topic for you and a big... Uh, yeah, what's what, a big a big program that you've been doing with yourself and for I the think, last year or two minimum. Yeah, I, I think working on that self awareness has led naturally to improving the self acceptance. Um, I've also this is probably a big part of it as well. I've also created opportunities and spaces for parts of myself that were under developed not utilized yeah under i don't know if underutilized is the right word but there were interests that i had that i wasn't necessarily giving myself the opportunity to embrace yeah and so i've just created those opportunities and those spaces myself that's fantastic uh and i think that's a big part of it yeah so I've created those opportunities and those spaces uh, in order for me to have the chance to feed those parts of myself and my interest. Being very vague here, mate. Give me an example. It's What I had been doing was just continuing the hobbies that I had been participating in because I knew the people there. Yeah, and those hobbies weren't necessarily feeding what you need the parts of me that needed to be fed and nourished, I guess. Yeah, Um, and so instead of doing that, uh, and they're fairly niche interests, these other interests, I've sought those opportunities out for to for those niche interests, and taken the risk of introducing myself to new people a larger a larger audience yeah and i listened i listened to another podcast the other day um i listened to so many podcasts and i want so i won't be able to name which one it was or who even the guest was but they were talking about being your authentic self and when you are your authentic self then you attract the people that are right which is what I've said before, including like in terms of culling Facebook friends and things like that. Yeah. And cutting cutting people off was, I think, something we talked about. Where I was like, you don't need to cut people off. You just need to do you and the people who need to be there will be there. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And I think for a long time, I was, I certainly was chasing people. Uh but I realized along the track of all of this self-awareness work that I'd been doing that I should have been chasing myself. Yeah. 
this sounds so airy fairy and no, no, I get, it. I, I get, I get it, I get it, I get where you're coming from. So yeah, instead of trying to find people that would don't don't look for what you need in others, look yeah. look look deeper into yourself to what you actually need, and you know as much as we've spoken badly about social media. Uh, and the internet and all of our devices. No, no, it's a ma- it is a tool. It it it's so easy to find or create a space for whatever you're interested in. Hundred percent. Like you could be just a bloke living in Melbourne who is in like an example that could be for you. The bike you own, you, it could be one of three bike, three types of that bike in Melbourne. Yeah. But if you decided to go on Facebook and search the groups for that model of bike, you'd find a group with 10,000 people in it. Exactly, yeah. Because there are actually 50,000 of those bikes around the world. You just live in a city where there's three. Yeah. So I think a lot of the time we don't realise how... How much we limit ourselves. Yeah, how much we limit ourselves, but not in a not in a way that we go, oh, I can't do that because I have these limits. It's more like, I think, an, a lack of awareness around the fact that the limits are so far beyond what they actually are. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll give an example. Okay. This one, uh, the reason I was vague about it before is because it's not very far along this journey, and so I didn't want to give too much away. But I've been doing some fiction writing, and there is no one in my actual circle of friends that writes, that's written a novel. Right. So if I've, you know, my old thinking of just like going along with the hobbies I'm doing because I know the people... I would never have spoken to anyone about the fact that I'm writing a novel. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't have done it. But there's a Facebook group, a Melbourne Facebook group for writers that I've joined. There's podcasts that I found that have led me to other Facebook groups for budding fiction writers. And I've started a group myself about the kind of genre of fiction that I'm writing in an attempt to find other people that are interested in that topic to inform my writing. Yeah. So, you know, at the sporting club that I've been a member of for 37 of my 37 years, there's no one there that currently that is necessarily a writer. No, there is a lot of intelligent people, but not, not... But in that direction, if I wanted to find someone to talk to about writing, I wouldn't find it there. Uh, I wouldn't find it necessarily in the brass band that I have been playing in. But I decided that it was something that I wanted to do. So I'm like, well, no, I'm going to find or create the opportunity for me to do it and for me to connect with other people that are doing it. And I think that's one of the big things that's led to me embracing myself more, uh, which has then led to more self-confidence. That's perfect. That's great. I love that. So 
Yeah, that's how my week's been. <laughs> 15 minutes later. Oh, mine, I go the other way. I've done nothing but work. I've worked, I was booked on to do 16 days straight. Oh. I explained, it was just a, a clerical error on my, my company's behalf, but I was chasing money, so I didn't tell anybody. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll just do the days. My boss then found out and said, no, 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 that's too much. So he gave me the first day of the 16 off and I still had 15 days straight. So <laughs> I've just I've just finished that run and I'm pretty tired. I'm just yeah. tired. I've been coming home from work, basically going to sleep, waiting for the next day to go back to work. And as we had alluded to in the before, the yeah. chasing that dream of just having more money with what goal in mind is, yeah, that's you know, something like, that will. I'm, I'm, I've sacrificed my life balance for for the chasing of coin in the last couple of months because I set myself a little goal to make a certain amount of money this year, and this week I made that goal. So my financial year, nice. my financial year will be fun. I've I've done what I set out to do. So yeah, it's just a at what cost of of I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. I haven't spend any time with family or anything like that. I've yeah. basically been a zombie that goes to work. So, yeah. Well, I think Not it, great for my mental health, but good for my pocket. Well, and I think that all feeds into each other. Yeah. You know, like, um, as much as we would all love to not have to worry about money, uh, it is something. And so, not working enough to be able to be comfortable and tick that comfortable box uh, has an effect on your mental health. Yeah. And so it, it's a balancing act, really. Well, something something I've learned from you. I've got a goal. I've set, I've, I finally did my little self-awareness and sat down and wrote down all the things that I want to do yep. in my lifetime because I'm, you know, I'm 45. I've got to, you know... Eight years left. Uh, yeah, it's it. not, not long <laughs> to go. Uh, on the back nine, as they say. Yeah. Um, I've got to start putting those plans in place now. If I actually want to achieve some of these things, I can't just go like, oh, yeah, I'll get around to it. Like, no, no, now I've got to start going, hey, I want to make, you know, I want to retire at this age. I want to do this before then. I want to, you know, set things up yeah. for my retirement. I want to look after my kids. I want to, you know, there's things I want to get in place now. And I'm best doing that with 20 years to go of work life than five years to go. Well, and I think that that's along, I guess that's along a similar lines to what I was saying about creating my opportunities. It's about realizing how much control you have over your own yeah, 100%, yeah. existence, I guess. And you could just go along and work. And then when you're 55, go and meet an accountant and he goes, oh, well, you're going to need to work till you're 70. Exactly right. Rather than at 45 going, this is... I'm or you know I know what I want here. If, I've got to do this and this. If I pump the accelerator and burn this body out in the next five years, I can retire a bit earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I did mention it a few episodes ago um, that that Shane and I, uh, even a bit younger than you, are going to meet with our financial planner and say, "This is what we want." At different points, I, I think. Shane was a little bit of think, thinking just like we will make money now yeah, and then see what, see how well we do. Yeah. 
you know, there was always the plan of we know we need to do X, Y, and Z in order to be able to be comfortable at this point. But I wanted to make that a little bit more specific. So when we go to our financial planner, uh, which I highly recommend uh, seeing, actually seeing someone, Mm -hmm. um, financial planner, financial advisor, it does cost a little bit of money to go and see someone. But they know money better than the person uh, earning the money, really. (laughs) Um, then your mate standing next to your work going, hey, you should invest in crypto. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that went well. The ass falls out of it. <laughs> um, so we're going, essentially, we're going to our financial planner with a list of this is what we want. Yeah. Um, if, if we want it by the time Lee's 50, what do we need to do now? Yeah. If we want it by the time Lee's 45, what do we do now? Uh, and so we're going to come out of that with a really clear plan of what we need to do financially. But that is, that's only come about because we know that we have the control over that. Yeah. And I know there are a lot of people in situations where they have less control yeah, 100%. over their work and their earning capacity but there's still see I, i've my attitude towards that has changed as i've gotten older when i was younger i used to work hard for shit money and you know blame, yeah. blame society because i you know was kicked out of school yeah and all the rest of it but as i get older i realize i was always in control i didn't have to go to the pub friday saturday sunday I could have been doing a course, improving myself years before I realized that that's what I needed to do to change my life. Yeah. Or you could have been not spending a hundred bucks exactly on drinks right. every yeah. weekend. Yeah, don't don't spend it all on piss and cigarettes. Yeah. No, never was never my thing, but that's the you know, you don't realise how much money you're wasting until you look sit down and look at your bank account and go like, hang on, I got paid this much on this day. Now there's nothing left and it's I'm three days away from getting paid again. Yeah. And it is very tough to make those sacrifices. And the lower down the pay scale you get, the tougher those decisions are. It's a lot harder to dig up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm not certainly not saying, you know, everyone can go and have a meeting with their accountant and say, oh, by the time I'm 45, I want a beach house. What do I need to do? (laughs) Um, And I certainly know that some people are luckier than others. But, you know, I was going to bring this up in the the next episode, but I have a tattoo on my leg of the letterbox from the house in the movie The Castle, which seems very obscure. Um, and I was hanging out with a tattoo artist the other day and he was going through all of it 35 times as many as I have. <laughs> um, and I was explaining each of mine. Um, and no one, when they see it, gets the knows what it is. Gets the reference. Like the Tetris piece, people know. The Flux Capacitor from Back to the Future, people know. Um, but the a black outline of the letterbox from the house in the movie, <laughs> the castle is very obscure. 
Uh, and um, photos in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the point of that is, and I got it after I was really getting deep into running my own business and this entrepreneurial stuff that I've been doing. Yeah. And the point of it was to remind myself that the Kerrigan family don't earn a lot of money. No, but, you know, they, but they have their happiness. The mum works two days a week. The dad drives a tow truck. Two of the sons don't work. One's a hairdresser. Yeah, one's a hairdresser. They're not high. None of them are high-paying jobs. Yeah. But what they have makes them happy, and what they have is bloody, enough. Bloody marvelous. And you know they they will have made sacrifices. Yeah. That one of the sacrifices is the fact that they live at the end of the runway of Tullamarine Airport, <laughs> uh, and their half of their backyard is filled with lead. But instead of going, oh, these fucking planes keep flying over my house, he stands out there and marvels at the technology of a jumbo jet. Yeah. And in their holiday house, he marvels at the fact that there's huge power lines. Yeah. That, a reminder of man's ability to make electricity, which is <laughs> it's hilarious. P- it's perspective. It's all perspective. Yeah. When I basically escape everything that I yep. did fucked up in Melbourne, I remember standing at the food line, and I've got the t- I've got the tattoo down my arm from the poem from my dad's funeral. Yeah, which is for who for it matters not how much we own the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. Because yep. when my dad passed away, he died at 50. He worked his ass off his entire life and died with nothing. You know what I mean? So my whole thing was I don't want to be in that situation when I'm done. But it also, the real meaning of the poem is it doesn't matter what you own. It's how you live your life, what, yeah. you, what you get out of life. And that's what we're kind of talking about. You have control out of what you get out of life. Mr. Kerrigan sitting there looking at his power lines isn't going like, bloody hell they built power lines through my property he's like how bloody good is man that we got power you know yeah. it's, it's that change of perspective it's the exact same situation but if you look at it from a different angle you know how, how miserable you can be can be something you can be proud of as well yeah and a lot of mental health and a lot of mindset yeah. people talk about the control you have about how you the control you have over your perception yeah like you said and there was an episode I listened to of a podcast where they talked about when you feel wronged by someone. Yeah. And someone might have done something shit, but you feeling wronged by that person, it's your choice to feel wronged. Yeah. And you can let that eat away at you and become a a pit in your stomach or you can just let it go. Yeah. It makes no difference to that person. You're just beating yourself up. And I heard an interview recently with, you know, Sandra Bullock, the famous mental health speaker. Miss <laughs> um, Congeniality yeah, herself. Miss <laughs> Congeniality, uh, an excellent bus driver. Yeah. Um, saying that most people that hurt you don't care that they've hurt you and not in a malicious way. They don't realise. They don't, either don't realise or they just don't have the understanding that, that, of how that, their actions that are empathy, affected you. That empathy, yeah. And so is it worth carrying that mm. hurt from someone that doesn't care or doesn't even know that they've hurt you? A lot of the concepts we cover on this 
we don't mean to oversimplify either. Like we we say a yeah. lot. Of, we 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 say a lot of things like, yeah, you just change your mindset. Like we know how much work that is. Like God, I'm 45 years old, still working this shit out. Yeah, it's um, our our opinions are not to gu- to guide you there to tell you that you're not the only one going through this shit. And it's also another reminder. Yeah, it's just get in there. It's like it's not flicking a switch, certainly. And like we talked about, you know, my self confidence is where we started. Yeah. Uh, and like that self-awareness journey, you said a couple of years, I realized that I quit my very stable teaching career yeah. um, seven and a half years ago. Well, shit, yeah, okay. And so... Well, it's it has been most of the time we've known each other. Yeah. But it's also ramped up in the last couple since you've started the cafe. Yeah, it certainly... That was the start of me changing my direction uh, and then a couple of years into that last almost eight years is when I realized that it was you had a focal point for that change I would say yeah and it was me realizing that it's myself that I need I need to have a deeper understanding of myself in order to realize what direction that change was going yeah because I knew that I wasn't happy in teaching and I knew that I wanted to do my own thing. Um, and so I've spent the years since working out what that own thing is professionally uh, and that own thing now personally, a couple of those things are starting to slot into place. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people will tell you, like if you ask what's wrong, like if what's wrong is a really hard question to put your finger on sometimes. Like I've, I was speaking to someone the other day and they were like, I don't know, man, I just something's off yeah something's not right and what that is is your 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 body your brain telling you hey we're missing something we need to find something to to fill yeah. to fill something it doesn't like, i can't be more specific than that you when your body's just like hey no this isn't this isn't it you know like if you get out of work every morning and you're miserable get, get out of bed to go to work and you're like i don't want to go yep yeah that's 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 a sign that there, there's something yeah. not right you know like and there's... Um, They're not easy changes, but there are changes that you are in control of. Yeah, and like we've talked about in the you know our previous episode where we talked about changing jobs or working in a job that you hate, mm. it, it's not, again, not an easy switch to, to flip, make. Yeah. Um, I even still... I'm still kind of working out what part of running my own business, being my own boss, do I like? Yeah. Um, and so I knew I didn't want to work within the super bureaucratic <laughs> framework of the Victorian Department of Education. And then, but the part of doing my own thing and being my own boss has been a long journey of working out. And so I worked for other people in cafe, I started small business. I did the food truck, which was small. I did little bits and yeah. pieces and they're all steps to go on the journey from teacher to cafe owner. And in 20 years time, I will have been a cafe owner for 20 years and it will be, I used to be a teacher and now I'm a cafe owner. Yeah. But in that story, in that simplification of the story, 
I'll leave out the seven years of where I was else, yeah. barista, farmer's market stall operator, yeah, yeah. sublet a kitchen in a pub. Like all of those yeah. little steps will be left out because I did reach cafe owner. Because you got the goal, yeah. Yeah. And so that applies to work. That applies to personal things. And I've applied it to both of those areas of my life. Uh, and it's just about understanding and acknowledging your own control and then becoming aware of what you want to control and change. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I like that. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Lee. No worries. Thanks for listening to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Some stripped back conversations for men's mental health. Get in touch with us on the socials, uh, which are linked in the episode description. Uh, and make sure you hit subscribe. Tell your friends. We're still giving away some fridge magnets. The link to our little survey for those is in the episode description as well. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at No Pants Pod. If you or someone you know needs support around their mental health, there are many support services available. Check the show notes for links. This episode is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment, music composed by Shane Cole Hayhow and introduced by Matt Pankhurst. Bye for now. Cheers. Two Drink Cinema, an Odd Socks Entertainment podcast. I'm Lee. And I'm Brett. We are two brothers reviewing movies. Two drinks at a time. The old. The new. The classic. And the cult. We tick all the boxes. We bring you the news on the latest movie releases. And drunkenly review some of the best films of yesteryear. Find us on your favourite podcast platform. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Two Drink Cinema. Cheers.